Welcome to the Iron Society Podcast, where we build men of God to become husbands and fathers that change the world. No man should have to struggle through life alone or lacking the tools they need to win and dominate life. Every week, we will bring you an inspiring and actionable conversation that will forge you into the man and leader God has called you to be. Welcome to the Iron Society. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Iron Society podcast. I'm Cody Chapman, along here, as always, with Mr. Nick Milligan. Mr. Nick Milligan. I didn't call you a weird name this time. I didn't call you. I didn't call you Nikki M. God, here we I go. I didn't call you Mr. Mick Milligan. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> Keep going. See, see what I happens. Slipped, see how I slipped it in there, though. <laughs> Find out, brother. <laughs> Uh, it's so good. Man. After the video stops, though, that way there's no evidence. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll just keep mm-hmm. recording the whole time then. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, today we got a new camera. Boom. And so we can record the entire podcast on video. Now. How you like me now. So, um, I mean, I hope for everybody watching on YouTube, you are getting at least $698 worth of value Boom. out of every single episode you're watching because that's how much this camera costs. Well, I mean, now we can go for like six hours. Yeah. So get ready. <laughs> Eat your heart out, out, Joe Rogan. Watch out. Here we come. (laughs) Uh, Today, so we, I got a text from an Iron Society member after uh, this last Monday night's call. Yeah. And I shared it with you because, you know, he mentioned you. And then afterward, we were at the gym yesterday Mm -hmm. talking about this. And we started to realize, like, we had never talked about this topic before, but how pervasive this idea of loneliness And lack of brotherhood and community is with men. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yep. And we'll get into some more of the nuances with it. But specifically, later on in this episode, we're going to talk about three ways to build brotherhood and community. We're going to give you three ways to do it. Uh, The three big pillars on how to do it. Yep. But I want to jump in and just like lay the foundation for this. Because I think there are more men that struggle with loneliness and lack of brotherhood and community than really know it. Yeah. Don't even recognize that that's the issue. Yeah, for sure. And, and so I'm going to, I'm going to read part of the text this guy sent, and then we're going to jump into this, but he starts by saying, Hey dude, I need to tell you how important what you are creating is for me and my walk. I was feeling really alone three months ago, not suicidal, but completely alone despite being around so many people. Mm. He says, now I'm seeing vitality for the first time in two decades because of the iron society and the brotherhood, which, which is so cool. Right. And, and the first place my mind goes to is like, how many men are lacking vitality in their life Mm -hmm. because they, because they have not diagnosed themselves as being lonely and lacking community and brotherhood. Yeah. Yeah. Right? They don't have those brothers to stand arm in arm with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're just doing life. And, and here's, this is the first thing is most men, because it, the word loneliness mm-hmm. can sound like a very, um, there's a lot of emotion tied into that word. Sure. And a lot of men, uh, God forbid you show emotion or act like you feel it. Yeah. And no weakness. Right. Yeah. And so you would never say you're feeling lonely because mm-hmm. there's this wall inside of you of not wanting to be too emotional, yeah. right? Or, or let my emotions be on a sleeve or let people know how I'm really feeling. And so what you do is 
is you distract and sedate yourself mm -hmm. because you're feeling this lack of vitality, which is really a lack of brotherhood and community. That's the, you're, you start to treat all the symptoms, right? Of feeling this lack of vitality, lack of purpose, lack of passion, and you fill it with distractions and sedations. And it just covers the fact that you're not dealing with the root issue. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Filling the void with, with whatever it is, right? Yeah. You, you know, you're lacking. You may not have diagnosed exactly what you're lacking, but you know, you could fill it with something. Yes. Right. And I think there's different areas in our lives that we do this with. And I think more often than we realize it is that loneliness aspect. You're not truly known mm -hmm. or know others in a sense that really is life-giving yeah. because that's exactly what it is, yes. is to have that real relationship. You know, people talk about people being genuine. Mm -hmm. What is that? Why, why is that so precious? Why is that so valuable? Well, it's because you're actually known, yeah. right? And through that knowing one another, you have a level of trust, mm -hmm. a lo level of, um, man, I don't know, just faith in, in someone, right? Uh, knowing that there's security in that. I yeah. mean, there's so many things, so many benefits to relationship, right? Yeah. God, God wasn't dumb in doing, setting up the world the way he did. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, by mistake. It was very intentional to put us together. Yeah. Well, and that's where I think it, that is the first thing that God ever called not good, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Creates everything. And this is before sin ever enters the friggin' yep. picture. Still wasn't in the picture. Sin wasn't even yeah. in the picture, right? He creates man and then he looks and he's like, it's not good that man be alone. Mm -hmm. And he created for him a helper, AKA community, mm -hmm. right? To make it good. Yep. Cause it's not good that he was alone. And if pre sin entering the world, it was not good that man be isolated. Mm -hmm. How much more now in 2023, almost 2024 with sin everywhere, with brokenness everywhere, with dysfunction everywhere, how much more important is it now that we actually have brotherhood and community? Otherwise your vitality, your purpose, your passion, all of those things get stolen and you just start treating symptoms with fantasy football, sure, with alcohol, with porn, with any anything that you can do to make yourself feel better, right? Get that dopamine hit of feeling just a little better. Yep. You'll cover it with Al yep. like um, workaholism, mm -hmm. right? Just being a workaholic because mm -hmm. you just the moment you get a, a a second by yourself, you start to feel the pain of not having community and brotherhood. Yeah. So you just stay busy as much as you can, and yeah. I'm convinced. It's one of the reasons why a lot of parents run themselves ragged with kids sports mm. because they lack community so much that they feel like I, well, man, I, we got to do something to keep this, you know, just keep our heads out of the gutter. And so they just run themselves ragged with crap all the time. And That's... running themselves ragged is the very thing that keeps them from being in a position yeah. where they can actually get it. It's an interesting thought. I, you know, there's an aspect of the 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 kids' sports where they're the parents are often the ones kind of pushing yeah. them to do that, right? And just what you said there kind of struck a chord in that there's an aspect that I think parents are trying to find community because of the commonality between the sports, and so yeah. they go to the different events and and you kind of 
you get to rub shoulders with other parents there, uh-huh. right? You get to even have a few minutes without the kids because they're distracted doing their sports yeah. where you can have the conversation with the adult, right? But how are you, I mean, there's just no way you can truly be known in that say hour or whatever like yeah. you're not going you're not going deep right yep. you're not you're not knowing one another's struggles you're not yep. it, you're you're talking about what timmy just did or you know <laughs> the the struggle to get there because of all the things with traffic yes. or whatever like it's all the topical conversation right yes and we think that's community right we yes. think those are our quote-unquote friends and yet there's never a meal shared right mm-hmm. there's never a a true Hey, come into my home and get to know my family and our situation and our beliefs and our values and, you know, come work, you know, arm in arm on a, on a community project or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Those, those elements that allow us to, to do life deeper together. Right. Yeah. We, we fill it with this concept that we've created. That's quote unquote community, but it's really not authentic community. Yeah. Well, and here's in, and I, we did not put this in our notes this week, but I, I, it came to mind from what you mentioned. Mm. There's three ingredients that I've always um, identified as being the three ingredients you need to actually have community. First one is proximity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The second is frequency. And the third one is transparency. Sure. Right. And what most people do, and this is a great example with the whole sports thing, because you have proximity yeah. and you have frequency. Sure but you have no transparency. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then when you have, whenever you, whenever you have like two of these ingredients and not one, you will always have some form of it, counterfeit community. It looks community. like it, exactly. Counterfeit, right? it's a great So word. if you have proximity and frequency, right? It means you're near them and you're near them frequently, mm-hmm. but there's no transparency. Mm-hmm. You have a very hollow relationship, yeah. meaning you're around them, you're with them regularly, but they don't know what you're facing in life. They don't know what's going on because there's no transparency. Yeah. Right. And then if you have proximity without frequency, what you end up having is you have this relationship that like you're just close to, like you get in context with them, but it's not frequent enough to lead to transparency. Sure. And this is why people can go to church every single Sunday mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and be in proximity with people. Mm-hmm. But the frequency is once a week or once every two weeks or however frequently you go to church. Mm-hmm. And so they never get to the transparency right? because they don't build the frequency. Yeah. Then there are people that just want to get with you one time and be super transparent with you. And mm. that is incredibly draining yes on the other individual yes and that will cause you to not have community because proximity and frequency build the foundation for transparency yeah and so at at any of those levels you take out any of those three things Mm -hmm. you're going to have a dysfunctional community in some way it's either going to be hollow it's not going to it's not going to have the frequency to which you can build off of or Mm -hmm. Someone's going to try to get deep with you real fast. I mean, and I always hear about this from my wife with women that just want to like, I just want to get together and go deep. And she's yeah. like, girl, I've seen you twice and I barely see, I don't want to go deep yet. I need to just get to know who you are as a human being yeah. first. And then we can go there. Yeah. Like, don't drain me with all your crap and want to be transparent right yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just, they turn it into a counseling session, essentially. Exactly. I mean, that's, it's exactly. a consumer mindset instead of pouring out. Right. Yeah. Like, 
a, a relationship, a healthy relationship, I, I feel like should be a two-way road in yes. that you're both there for one another, not just a one-sided thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So at the end of the day, we, we just, we have to settle this. Men need brotherhood. Yes. They need community. If you think you don't need that, you are fooling yourself. Mm -hmm. Like Proverbs even says, a man who seeks isolation seeks his own destruction. Yep. You think you want to be a lone wolf? Mm -hmm. Cool. You want to be the John Wayne or, you know, the Clint Eastwood and just be your own lone cowboy, you know, going through life and freelancing everywhere. Mm -hmm. You can do that. You will ultimately run into things that will lead to your demise and destruction yep. because you are isolating yourself. 100%. I mean, it is, it's how the enemy likes to come after people. Oh yeah. Right? Well, I mean, you think about any predator that is going after a herd animal. Oh yeah. What are they doing? They're What's to their get, main goal? They're trying to get one to get away from the herd. Call the one out. Call yes. the weak one out for that matter. Exactly. Right. And then then they're all the more weaker, more susceptible, more of a an attractive target that yes. allows them to be taken down. Yeah. The the isolated man is an easier target. Yep. That's at the end of the day. That's what it is. Yep. And. For me, I want to. I, I, I don't want to be an easy target, mm -hmm. and so it's like, well, let's get around. Let's get around, dudes. Yeah. Because the minute the enemy can draw me away, right, and and isolate me, that makes me an easy target. Yeah. And that, I don't want to be an easy target. That her analogy makes me think specifically of elephants. They're known for absolutely surrounding the young. Mm -hmm. Right when there's a threat, all the males will get around the perimeter and surround and stand and withstand the attack right yeah they'll make sure that they're but it, it's not one bull right it's all of them together yep that's where the strength lies yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah so uh, we need community and if you're listening to this or watching this i guarantee if you do not have strong brotherhood and strong community you have felt the symptoms of that lack mm-hmm but you may have not diagnosed it properly. And so you've been distracting yourself or sedating yourself. Mm -hmm. So we have to get into the practical nuts and bolts of how do you actually do this? Yeah. Because in this day and age, it's so, especially through the COVID era, it's so easy to not have it. Yeah. Right. Because people got used to working from home. Mm -hmm. Right. Social distancing. The actual isolation. The yeah. actual isolation. Yep. Um, like so many people now just want remote jobs mm -hmm. to where they don't have to like, they can see people through zoom, mm -hmm. but they're going to be off in their own little corner mm -hmm. of their own little world. Mm -hmm. Um, you want to go to church, you want to sit in your spot and then just leave right after whatever. Um, or you're willing to be around people, but you're not willing to build the foundation to actually become transparent and known. Yeah. So there are, there's three different pieces that you need to start doing in order to build this. Mm-hmm. The first one is actually seeking it. Yeah. Like you have to seek it. It is 99% of the time community is not going to find you. You find community. Yeah. And I would even say you don't find it. You, you end up, well, we'll get to that next. You have to build it. Yeah. But you have to seek it. Yeah. You have to seek it. Yep. Um, one of the things I've heard people say over the years that is just always frustrated the absolute living daylights out of me is when people just say, well, nobody ever reaches out to me. Right. No one ever reaches out to me. Yeah. It's like, dude, do, do you not have a phone? Sure. Do you not have other people's phone numbers? Yep. Like, 
I get that no one's reaching out to you and they're probably thinking the same exact thing you're thinking. Yeah. I think that comes from a place of insecurity. Absolutely. You know what I mean? They're nervous to reach out. And so yes. they're just hoping someone does for them yeah. because it's probably happened in the past, right? Yeah. They're the kid at the lunchroom that yep. sat by themselves and somebody was nice enough that kind of recognized what was going on and they sat down and you know, a beautiful friendship maybe blossomed. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. I mean, whether they've experienced it or they're just hopeful that it happens someday still. Yeah. The reality is, is you've got to make it happen, yes. right? Especially as a man, like you have to take the initiative to lead. Like yes. we're called to lead. God created Adam first and then brought along community. And it was Adam's role and responsibility to foster that community, to yep. protect that community, to, yep. all, you know, all the things that were involved in that relationship, he was the one responsible for them. Yep. So take responsibility, recognize where you're at and begin to take the steps necessary to put yourself out there, right? Yes. That's, yes, it's vulnerable. They might say no. Yep. And that sucks for a moment, but you know what? You're not meant to be in community with everyone. Correct. So go find your one. Yes. Go find your few that you can row deep with, you know, and, and actually be known and have that experience that helps, you know, like we talk about sharpening one another, right? Yeah. You're actually known to the point where you can better one another. You yeah. Know, you can point each other to Jesus, have the common things in, 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 in place that allow you to grow deeper together, ultimately towards Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to be the tip of the spear. Mm -hmm, you have mm -hmm. to. And it. some people might think, well, that's just not my personality. Well, you know what? That what? first of all, if you were to say that the first thing, if we were coaching one-on-one, -on -one, the first thing I'm going to tell you is what I tell every guy that ever comes in the iron society. You will never live beyond an identity you embrace. Yep. And so if you have embraced the identity of you're not just this way, you're mm. just not this way. Mm -hmm. This is not you. You're not an extrovert. You're an introvert. I don't care. Like, and for your own mental health and your own vibrancy and well-being, you need to stop holding on to that limiting belief. Yeah. And because another thing we tell guys all the time, if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. Yep. Right. If you fight for them, you get to keep them. Yep. You get to keep them. And if you are in the place where, well, I can't build community because like, it's just not my personality to do that. Dude, then decide to be something else. Yeah. I mean, who told you that? Who? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we were all children at one point. At some point, we had to make the choice to take on the responsibility to become adults. Yes. Well, hopefully you did. Yeah. Right? I mean, <laughs> there are those of us that are still living in our mom's basement. Playing video games. Taking advantage of basically being able to continue childhood. Yeah. But the reality is, is that you should be progressing always, yes. right? So if you're not currently someone who builds relationship, guess what? You have a choice and the ability to be able to begin to learn how to do that. Yes. And that... That does, it is scary, right? The unknown is scary. Yeah. At the end of the day though, you got to try. Yeah. You got to put one foot in front of the other and begin to implement the things that allow you to create those relationships because it's, and what drives that is recognizing the need for it. Yes. It's absolutely imperative for you not to be alone. Yeah. And we've, we've kind of touched on why that is already. Yeah. And so with that knowledge, now now you have a mandate, you have a responsibility to begin to become the person that can do that. hundred percent. Yeah. And I had a guy reach out to me this last week. Um, this man is a prominent man. Um, people know him, people view him a certain way. And he walked up to me and was like, Hey dude, I gotta, I gotta ask you about something. Hey, one last thing before we finish this episode. 
How would your life change if you had a band of brothers around you at all times that can encourage you, that could challenge you, that would pray for you, and they would call you to being all that God has created you to be? My guess is your life would be different in every single way. You as a man would be better. Your marriage would be better. Your relationship with your kids would be better. And you would finally start to win and thrive as the man of God that you are. So if that sounds like something you would want to do, I want to offer you a free two-week trial inside the Iron Society Brotherhood. Go ahead and head on over to ironsociety.co slash free trial, and you can get in the brotherhood for two weeks to see how it can absolutely change your life. I was like, cool, what's up? And he, he just looked me dead in the eye and say, I need help in my marriage. Hmm. Will you help me? Sure. Right? And this is, it, there's a two-parted thing in this, is he probably needs that help because he's actually not deep enough in community yet mm. with anybody. Mm. And so he hasn't had the people there to see his marriage, to witness some things and to point some things out or to challenge him. Mm -hmm. Probably doesn't have that. Mm -hmm. um, but then he had to have the boldness to come up to me and be very honest and transparent and humble and just be like, dude, I need help with this. Will you help me? He sought it out. Yeah. He was, he was the tip of the spear in that yeah. moment for seeking out the brotherhood and community he needed, not just for, you know, his life in general, but for a very specific reason mm -hmm. that he needed it for. Mm -hmm. And I, and I text the guy later, I was like, look, dude, like, I'm so proud of you for, for reaching out and doing this because what lives in the dark dies in the light. And you took the step forward that most people would not take. Most people would say, everyone looks at us this way. Everyone sees us this certain way. And yeah. so we have to hold up appearances yeah. and not act like we don't have our crap together. Right. And then 10, 15 years down the road, we've all seen these relationships on the outside. It looks great. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, this marriage blows up. You hear of, you know, Joe and Susie getting a divorce and you're like, I thought they were good. Like I, they were the model couple. That, what? Yeah. They, yeah. Just they, absolutely. I love Phil. They were leaders in the church. They yeah. were leading this, leading that. Everything they always looked so good. Yeah. And what? Yeah. And, and that's where it starts 15, 10 years later before it was a man that no, he needed to step out and get some brotherhood, get some community, have some transparency and build that and didn't do it. Yeah. I would argue that those, those types of scenarios were those, those couples that look great outside looking in and then the marriage blows up a few years later or whatever. I would argue that all of them are not actually known by anyone else in a, in a, at a level that could be impactful in any way. Right. It's all very surface level conversations or, or they're the ones that are always trying to help the others. Right. But they're never, they're never getting discipled. They're always discipling, so to speak. Right. And this is, and this is where I think it'd be good to bring up this idea of 360 brotherhood and community. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. And the idea of 360 is if you're in the middle, there's a big circle around you up top here. You have to have people that are beyond you in life that are pouring into you. Mm -hmm. Then you have people like kind of next to you, shoulder to shoulder. Mm -hmm. This is like more pure type of brotherhood and relationships. Yeah. And then you have people that are behind you. I don't like saying under you. It's just mm -hmm. not a, not yeah. a good, not a good feel. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but people that are behind you, right? Um, they, they're younger than you. They haven't sure. been married as long as you don't yeah. have as many kids as newer you. Christians, newer perhaps. Christians. Yeah. These are people that you're pouring into. Yeah. And just like the, you know, the illustration you were making, these people probably have a, a ton of people underneath them or behind them that they're pouring into Yeah. very few laterally shoulder to shoulder. And most likely nobody that is beyond them right. pouring into them. Right. Um, and that is an app. I mean, just think about it like a bucket, right? If you put a hole in the bucket and you're not pouring in from the sides and the top, you're going to get drained really quick. Yeah. And good luck leading your family, leading yourself, leading your kids, being the man you need to be. If you just have this gaping hole in the bottom of your bucket Absolutely. with nothing ever filling it in relationally, yep. like yep. you are going to feel incredibly empty and tired and destitute all the time. Yep. Yep. So, um, you, you gotta have that, that, and my wife and I, even this a couple weeks ago now at our vision weekend, we, you know, we moved from Washington, you know, in 2021, moved to Idaho. Mm -hmm. It was more difficult than we would have liked to build the community there, even though, I mean, it's part of what we do as a family. And we did have some good relationships that we still miss to this day. Um, but then we moved here and at our vision weekend, we realized we're like, dude, we have not reestablished that couple or two that are beyond us that we can go to as kind of like a spiritual mom and dad, almost a grandma, grandpa type of relationship that have kids that are grown and married out of the house that still love the Lord yeah. and all of that. And we're like, we need to find this couple, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, because that's super important to us Absolutely. And within, I mean, it's only been a couple of weeks, but we already have something on the calendar for this coming week for that couple to come over to our house and to just start getting to know them. Right. I love that you took the initiative there though. Right. Going yeah. back to creating community, right? You took, you you saw the lack. You yep. identified that there was need there, yeah. and then began to take steps and, and put yourself out there. Right? Mm -hmm. You or Stephanie had to go ask one of them, "Hey, could we get together? Like, we, you know, come come eat with us at our house. Well, yep. Let us come host you. You know, let us get to know you. You know, and see if this is a good fit. Now, it may not be." Yeah. And that's okay. Yep. I mean, what did you waste? You had, you shared a meal with another couple that, you know, loves Jesus and yep. ultimately, you know, are good people and what have you, but, and maybe it's not a good fit and you, yeah. and you'll find that out, but maybe it's a great fit and you guys can grow together and you can glean and learn, you know, and I feel like that can be really life-giving to the mentor as well, right? 100%. Because they get to share their experience and their knowledge and what God's done in their life. I mean, ultimately, ultimately they're just giving you their testimony to you yep. a little bit at a time. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really all that, what that mentor relationship is, yes. is them sharing what God's done in their lives and how they've responded well or poorly yep. in the time. Right. And you get to learn from their wins and mistakes. Yep. It's a beautiful thing, right? Like yeah. there should be those types of interactions happening between the generations. Absolutely. Right. Cause I mean, why are we trying to reinvent the wheel? Yep. It's already been done. Yep. Let me glean from the knowledge and the experience that you have Right. And I don't know. I always love when somebody does come to me for advice and, and I can point them to Jesus. Right. Cause yeah. there's a difference between godly advice and good advice. 100%. At the end of the day, if you're only <laughs> getting good advice from friends, you need to find some more friends, some, exactly. some friends that are going to point you to Jesus and give you some godly advice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, and, and this is kind of a, an aside when it comes to building or seeking this type of relationship. I mean, it kind of swings right into the next piece of building it. Yeah. But just so I, and I'll tell you how Steph and I are going to build this relationship. We're going to have them over for dinner. 
And if we get like, kind of like that, those, you know, good vibes in our spirit or like, yeah, this is, this is probably a good couple that yeah. could have this position in our life. We see him at church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. We'll start say, we'll start being more intentional with saying hi to him, kind of going up to him, handshake and give him hugs, whatever. Yeah. They have a small group. We would probably join that. And we'd probably have him over for dinner again or go grab coffee with him or something. Sure. And what we are building at that point is proximity and frequency. Yep. Right. Yep. Because I'll tell you what people <laughs> that you want to start to seek and build a relationship with, like I said, you don't want to get transparent too quick because yeah. then it'll make it just feel like they're your freaking therapist. Yep. Right. But we will probably take a month or two and be very, very, very intentional with just getting around them mm-hmm. more frequently. And it's not like you have this ulterior motive. Like I need this therapist person in my life. Yeah. It's there's a genuine desire to engage and to know them as well. hundred percent. Right. And not, it's not a, sh- a merely selfish motive, but there's, there's a, there's a genuineness between the two that develops. If, if it's the right fit will yeah. develop naturally. Right. Yep. As you be, you know, you'll find, Oh, we have this in common. Oh, you know, man, I have this calling in my life and it seems like that's what God's called you to. Oh, geez. Yep. I, you know, how cool is that? Da, da, da. And then those, those conversations begin to happen organically, right? Yep. The, the, the deeper transparent conversations yep. begin to just come out because a, there's, there's that commonality. You feel secure, right? You're, you're comfortable with them because you trust them. Yep. And you know, you've had the time and in investment that's taken place. And so naturally you're like, Hey, I'm wrestling with this. And yep. they're like, Oh, totally been there. I, I yep. totally get it. Right. And so it's just, it's just this organic thing that, that happens. If you're forcing it, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Like if you feel like you're, you're, if you get frustrated with someone because you're not as far along in the relationship that you'd like it to be, mm-hmm. that's actually a cue for you to take a step back in yeah. my opinion. Pump the brakes a minute. Yeah. Spend a little more time with proximity and frequency Yeah. and build it. Right. Like, I mean, I sent a message to, I mean, my mentor of 20 years, like mm-hmm. two weeks ago, mm-hmm. cause I haven't seen him. And I mean, I've seen him once in the past almost two years. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, twice in the past two years. Um, and just because he's busy, I'm busy. Yeah. Right. Like it's like, we you don't, don't have the proximity, we aspect, don't have the proximity aspect or yeah. the frequency or the frequency. Yeah. Um, and I said, dude, Hey, cause I just caught myself driving it like, you know, during drives, like, gosh, man, I really miss this guy. Like just having conversation and everything. And I, yeah. him, I said, dude, look, I really miss you. Mm-hmm. And I miss our relationship. I miss our conversations. I miss just, you know, drinking coffee with you, going fishing with you, all this stuff. Um, and I, and I just said, I have not done a very good job of maintaining the connection yeah. that we had. And I know because we're in different contexts, that's difficult. Uh, but what I said was, and this is part of seeking it mm-hmm. is I said, I, I am making the decision to be better at, um, staying more connected with you because I value our relationship. Um, and to the point where even Steph and I are figuring out where, you know, once a quarter I can go visit for two, three days just to be around this person. Um, and what was so beautiful about it, and I think this is, this is almost what you have to look forward to as you build this. And it, I mean, I only can say this now because hey, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be 38 this next, you know, this next year. So I've been, I, I'm old enough to have some seasoned relationships mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this is the beauty of when you are able to build this kind of brotherhood and relationship. Cause this person's response to me was, dude, I absolutely feel the same way. I really miss you. Yeah. Um, and he was like, 
it has always brought me great joy to be in a relationship with you and to sow into your life. Yeah. I would love nothing more that, than to continue building on the foundation of relationship that we've built for the past 20 years. Yeah. Right. And it brought me to tears. Sure. Because it's when you, when you actually pursue this and seek it, like it becomes something so sweet mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. time. And most men would not want to use those words of, you know, this is sweet. This is precious. Sure. You know, but really that's what it is. Yeah. It's there's it's, value there. There's, it's more valuable than gold yeah. because I know I have this person in my life that is, has a 20 year track record with me to where when I go to him and ask him this, he's known me for so long that he, he knows how to give me advice and wisdom because he knows my tendencies, my mm-hmm. propensities, mm-hmm. how I think shortcomings, your, the shortcomings, yep. the things I've struggled with for years. Yep. And he can be like, Oh bro, this is, but this is what it is. Yeah. Like this is something you still like after 20 years, like you just revert back to, mm-hmm. you know, and you can't get to that point unless you first start to seek it at some point and just build that foundation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that building of the foundation is what's so clutch and, and i i love those relationships that yeah. even though you're not in the same season of life and or more specifically you know uh, the same environment that you were where you where you had the opportunity to build a relationship and once once you're removed from that and you don't have the proximity or mm-hmm. the consistency anymore but when when the phone rings and you see their name oh, or yeah. vice versa there's no hesitation oh, yeah. you're, you're you're filled with joy to go hey brother how you know yep. how the heck are you and i also have the immediate like oh why haven't i called this guy sooner uh-huh. you know what i mean like man i i gotta get better about keeping up this consistent the the part of it right yep. because there's there is you you recognize the value you always yeah. end the conversation just on a positive right yep. like you pick up right where you left off yep there's because that that trust is still there yeah. that intimacy is still there the known aspect even though they don't they may not have a clue what you've been up to for the last six months when that's where the conversation obviously yeah. often leads <laughs> yeah. you're, you're catching up on some of that yeah. stuff and f- filling them in on that and that's where like the same like you, you have this this cheerleader in your corner that yep. wants to hear all the things that have transpired right so they can be encouraging or commiserate with you or whatever yeah. again it's it goes back to that being known and knowing others part like yep. we're made to do that yep right I, you 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 touched on our previous conversation about you know you always hear the adage you know we were made for community yeah and you actually were pondering it one day and said are we made for community or is community made for us yeah and i love what you said about that you were talking about how god you feel like gifted us yep. with community yeah. because as you were saying adam was created first mm-hmm. god recognized that it wasn't good for him to be alone yep. and then he gave him eve yep community yeah because if we were made for community he would have made us in it yeah right he would have made adam and eve at the same time Mm -hmm. but he Mm -hmm. made adam Mm -hmm. he's like hey it's not good that he's not in community Mm -hmm. he's alone Mm -hmm. let me make for him a helper aka let me make for him a blessing of community Mm -hmm. to live with him yeah and so and and it gets i mean it's it's dicing semantics sure but if you understand that community is a gift from God, why in the world would you not receive it? Yeah. Right. It's the same thing that, I mean, my, I mean, we have six kids, right. And you know, you have two Mm -hmm. and, um, some, I have met some believers that are like, we just don't want kids. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, 
Okay, time out. Um, do you, are there any blessing? Like if God wanted to bless you, would you reject his blessing? Mm. Like, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. And then we, we roll over to Psalms. Okay, cool. So children are a blessing from the Lord. Mm. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so do you, do you believe what scripture says? Yeah, I believe, I believe what scripture says. Okay, well, if you do, then you have to believe that children are a blessing. So if you would not reject financial blessing or relationship blessing or health blessing, whatever, sure. why in the world would you try to stop that blessing yeah. of kids? Why would yeah. you not want that? Yeah. And it's the same thing with community. Like if it is a, like it's something that God created to bless you with to, mm -hmm. because it's better that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Why would you not pursue it? Yeah. Why would you want to act like you could just be alone? Yeah. You know, in a similar vein, I've heard people say before that God created man, you know, to, to, cause he was lonely himself. Right. Mm -hmm. or, or that he needed a community. He needed humanity to interact with. I don't think so. It's not true. Yeah. He was already it's in community. He was already in community. <laughs> Three in one, our triune God, yeah. right? Perfectly existed for all time. He did not, he was sufficient. Yeah. Right. He did not need anything. Yeah. Now he's our creator. He's a creative. So out of his love and joy and perfect sufficiency, he created all mm -hmm. right for, I think ultimately, I think scripture says for his glory, right? Mm -hmm to show his um, immense majesty, right? I mean, I don't think we can even put into words what he's done and created and how it just exemplifies how great he is, yeah. right? It's it's out of that that we see our finite yep. existence yeah. and how we depend on God. And that, again, just brings glory to his name, mm -hmm. right? And so if he himself exists in community and we're made in his image, I mean, you do the math, mm -hmm. seems like a pretty simple calculation that we could arrive at. Wow. We really need this. Yep. And when we, we reject it, when we run from it, when we're scared of it, like what, what is in us that's causing these things, you know, what, yeah. what happened way back when yeah. that is causing you to think and feel this way. And I, and I would encourage people to really kind of dissect that and, and wrestle with that to where they can get to a point, hopefully that they can start to choose it and be proactive yeah. in developing yeah. relationships. And we'll talk about the biggest enemy of this at the very, very end. But, you know, like we said, the first thing you got to do is seek it. Mm -hmm. You have to seek it. Be mm -hmm. the tip of the spear. The second thing, you have to build and nurture it. Mm -hmm. You have to build and nurture it. And yeah. this is, and we can spend just, I mean, we'll spend a short amount of time on this one because we essentially almost been talking about yeah. it. But yeah. like you have to, you have to increase proximity. Yep. Get close to them. Yep. You have to increase frequency. Get around them more. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That's how you start to build it. And don't build it in a, don't be weird. Can I yeah. like, don't be weird. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, when you and I first started building community and relationship and brotherhood with each other, what do we do? I, we like saw each other cause I worked at a place where you were at, you know, you'd come by, we'd say hi, whatever. Yeah. Then we actually, we joined fire Academy together. So we saw each other a bunch there. We, uh, unintentionally. It wasn't a plan togetherness. A, yeah. Just showed up one day and you were there. It was like, Hey, yep. <laughs> and then I remember I, and I don't even know if I've ever told you this. Hmm. <laughs> I've never told you this. Um, I remember, I, I specifically remember the moment where it clicked in my head and I'm like, this guy's a brother. It was when we were going through fire Academy okay, and it, we had one of our classes was on my birthday. Okay. And, um, we were at class all night and you're like, Hey dude, what are you doing for your birthday? I'm like, I'm just gonna, just gonna go home. Like whatever this. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and you go, bro, let's go grab a beer and grab some food after yeah. this. 
right? Yeah. And then, so it was just you and I, we went to, uh, well, 80 yes. in, in Olympia yep. and you know, we, we hung out, we we're just talking just, I mean, we, I got to know a lot about like your previous job. That's what we like started to actually talk about. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're right. Life, You're right? absolutely right. Um, and then at the end, like you paid for everything, which I was like, Dude, this guy's super cool. Stuff. <laughs> this guy's it's awesome. Your birthday. What yeah. are we going to do? Make you pay for it. <laughs> oh, by the way, you pick up the tab. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I remember, I remember leaving. And, and even I had a conversation with Steph about it at the time. I was like, I just think I found a, like a future, very, very close friend because like it was in that moment where we had been for, it would probably have been a couple months at that point. Yeah. We had proximity and frequency. Yeah. Uh, but when we, that night, like you inviting me out, us getting that time away like that. And it wasn't weird. It was just like, we're going to grab a beer and some food, dude. Yeah. Um, but then we started talking about like you know, our, our work history, this and that, and the other thing, church stuff, everything. And then that transparency started to come in. Sure. Right. Um, and for me, that was like, that was that moment. I was like, ah, this guy's a brother. Right. Yeah. And I bring that up because sometimes you think like building community needs to be, it's weird, Mm -hmm. right? Like let's go open our Bibles and sit in front of coffee for the first time. It's like, ah, yeah, I mean, you can, but like, I, I don't know. How about like, I don't know. You like, you like guns. You like, you like shooting things. Yeah. Let's go shoot guns. Yeah. Right. And for me, like one of the things I always love to like, when I get to know guys, I'm like, dude, come, come work out with me. Sure. Cause partially it's a psychological thing. I like to, I'll get to know a lot about somebody watching them in a workout. Oh yeah. Like things they say, how they act. Oh yeah. Um, or let's go on a run or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like, let's do this. Let's do that. Don't make it weird. Yeah. That's how you start to build it. Yeah. Well, so even you allude to, you know, we, we had some connection, First, kind of through work a little bit, pretty pretty minor at that point. Super minor. And then what really you know put us in the proximity aspect was the fire academy. Yep. And so, and we're you know it's it's no joke. You're you're working. Oh right? yeah. This is above and beyond your your nine to five. Yep. So you're studying you know plenty, and yep. you're actually physically shoulder to shoulder doing stuff. Yep. Right. Together, struggling together. I guess yep. is probably the, the key here. You're you're struggling. You're trying to improve it's in that shared area. adversity. It's shared adversity. You know, and, and that could be you and you know, you and so and so going and chopping firewood together. Yep. I think men. I think it's a really easy way to get in community is to go do something alongside one another. Yes. Right. Whether that's literally adversity or struggling or. Or whatever it is, like if if you want to begin to foster a relationship, go do some activity with somebody. Go yes. get in, in a team sport. Go go serve on a on a community project or whatever together. Yeah. Find some commonality in that aspect, yep. and then out of that, that presents the opportunities. The oh, it's your birthday. Yep, dude, let's go grab a beer and a bite to eat. Like and and have some one on one, you know, time to chat and talk about more and maybe there's more to this than than what we've had already. But I tell you what, that experience coupled with us having some time apart really, I think grew us deeper than a lot of guys have the opportunity to because going all through fire Academy, graduating that, you know, overcoming that Mm -hmm. adversity. And then for us, we had a unique experience going into EMT Academy with that. It got shut down partway through with COVID landing and then having to restart it all. So, you know, we, you know, and all the while working shifts on fire department and this and that, like that, that is amazing how that, um, can, uh, expedite, I guess, maybe yes. even to a, in a certain extent, 
a relationship, yep. right? Being able to work alongside each other. I think for men, that's a really smart way to begin to fight. Because I think so many people, it's like, well, how do I even, like, where do I even go? Like, you know, like, it's like, I, I don't know, I kind of equate it to like picking up chicks, you know, go like, oh, I just yeah. go to the bar or whatever, or, 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 <laughs> or go to the church or whatever. It's like, eh, I, I mean, yes, it matters where you go to find the type and quality of person yeah. you're going to hang out with. And so there's, there's, there's truth in that, but I think even more so it's, it's, what are you, what are you doing together yep. uh, for men specifically? I think women can just literally get together for coffee and, oh, yeah. and talk and they can figure out real quickly if they're going to be yep. besties forever or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think guys have to like spend the time together working alongside yep. each other to develop that um, trust and, yep. and really begin to see if this is someone that I want to row with right really yep. go deep with so yeah i i do think <clears throat> shared adversity is one of the greatest ways for men to build brotherhood mm-hmm. um and it is there is proof in the pudding with this in the military oh yeah like i mean you talk about you talk about a group of guys that once they even get done serving mm-hmm. guys that they will stay connected with for the rest of their life mm-hmm. um th- it's the dudes like in your unit you know that you went through suffering with yeah um and i think shared suffering accelerates building that yes. relationship. Yes. Um, and so it's not something you want to probably necessarily jump right into. Um, but man, you want to build that relationship, share some suffering somehow, Yeah, you know, um, like go work out together. Yeah. Go struggle to like, yep. go build something together. Yep. Go, go do something challenging together. Yep. Um, so that's, yeah. So you got to build it. The building part, I, I'll just, I'll end it with this. There's intentionality there. I think that's what it comes down to. Yes. Regardless of whatever it is you choose to do or how yeah. you go about it, there's intentionality to see if there's more to this surface level relationship mm-hmm. to see if there's the compatibility and the comp, the shared, you know, calling, shared goals, shared beliefs and values. Yeah. There's intentionality to uncover that yes. and then decide whether to proceed from there or not. Yep. Absolutely. We're going to get back to the rest of this episode in just a moment, but first I had a question for you. Have you taken the 28-Day On-Purpose Husband Challenge? The 28-Day On-Purpose Husband Challenge is a challenge and devotional that I wrote six years ago for men, and thousands of men have now gone through the 28-Day On-Purpose Husband Challenge and have absolutely transformed their marriage. Every day comes with a devotional written specifically for you as a man to deepen your relationship with God and a challenge that you can do every single day to make your marriage even better. To go get your hands on a copy, head on over to ironsociety.co slash store and grab your book today. Now let's go ahead and jump into the rest of this episode. So after you've sought it, after you've built it, and started to nurture it. The last thing I believe you have to protect it. Yeah. Like you have to guard it Yep. because again, if the enemy wants to isolate you, then brotherhood and community is a threat to his isolating you. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the enemy does not like what's going on. No, he sees you strengthening. Yep. And, and a great illustration for this is in the song of Solomon. There is a particular piece in there that talks about, um, killing the foxes that would come into the vineyard mm-hmm. to destroy what's being built. Mm-hmm. Right. And, mm-hmm. and in this context, it's talking about a husband and wife, right? Yeah. Make it like killing the foxes that yep. come in. But I also believe there's foxes that want to come into community and relationship, whether it be gossip, 
whether it be offense yep. or whatever it is. Misunderstanding that Misunderstanding, allows bitterness to sink in that doesn't get uh-huh. dealt with. Yep. yep. And you have to fight and protect it. I remember, we, I mean, we were on double date night a month ago, maybe now. Yeah. And um, we somehow got on the context of relationships and whatnot. And it's something Steph and I had talked about before. We're like, dude, no, our relationship with Nick and Jess, like no matter what comes we will fight to yeah. the nail to make sure that this relationship yeah. stays intact and stays healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, especially as we have kids that are along the same age and I'll be, you know, obviously as our kids grow up, there's going to be little tiffs or this or that. It's sure. like, whatever. Um, and you know, even what's interesting too, is she even said, Hey babe, like, do you, are you, are you fearful at all? Like as our kids grow up, if our kids ever have, you know, tiffs or whatever like that, are you, are you worried about that? Um, causing something in our relationship with Nick and Jess. And I was like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, why do you believe that? Because she brought up another couple that we actually did kind of pull apart from relationship with years ago because of some kid things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this goes back to what you were talking about, shared values and all of that. Yeah. Right. I said, I'm not, I'm not. And here's the reason why. And I compared myself with this other husband that mm-hmm. I was friends with mm-hmm. to you and I, mm-hmm. and I was like, Nick and I have such shared standards and values and the way we operate and the way we think that we would handle all of that situation in a very, very like similar manner, as opposed to this other person, our values and our like belief systems with some things were so separate that even if we wanted to fight for the relationship, our values and worldviews were battling each other. So there's no way we could really fight for it. Yeah. Uh, because there tough. was something else fighting us. Yeah, that's right? that's a hard spot to be in because you've spent all this time in proximity and the consistency part, mm-hmm. and you maybe have gotten a little transparent at times, and then something like this comes in and blows it up. And yet, I think in your heart, you you recognize that you really are more different yep. than you really should be, yep. especially when it comes to values, Yeah, right? And that's a tough one to begin to, to, to bridge because... While you could take the time and effort to repair it, there's also those scenarios where maybe this is actually a good thing, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe the Lord's sparing you this route you could have taken if you stayed friends with them. There's an aspect that they influence you Mm. to an extent that actually draws you off course, off what God's got for you and draws you kind of more... You know, especially if it's someone you respect, right? They're going to yeah. have influence in your life, yep. right? You become like those you're around, right? Yeah. And as you begin to uncover more and more differences and they're not coming over to what you believe is right with your values and what have you, yeah. there's going to, regardless of maybe it's an instance between the kids or whatever, but at some point there's going to be something if, if and when adversity comes, yep. there's going to be something that's that, that telltale, oh, this isn't, this isn't what I thought it was maybe. Yep. And that's, that's unfortunate yep. and that hurts and that's, it's kind of gross and whatever, yep. but I think you got to be honest with yourself. Yeah. You know, I've had some of those relationships and I'm honestly still working through some of that. Like, mm-hmm. man, I, I really value and care about this person. Yep. I really, I really value and respect them. And I want, and I enjoy that the relationship and the time we've had and the experiences we've shared mm-hmm. and the memories we have and all the things, but it's like, I'm really wrestling with, man, what does this look like moving forward? Yep. What, what can we do? What should we do? What's, what's God, you know, trying to work in my heart with this yep. and how do I you know move forward? And so it's all stuff that I think we just really need to be aware of. It, it may be a blessing 
yep. right? It may not be this attack from the enemy trying to yep. ruin things or what have you. It might be something that, you know, God's trying to teach you something and, yep. and spare you for something even perhaps, yeah. you know? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And that's even where, I mean, <clears throat> we won't go super deep into it, but, and we've even had this conversation before. There's, there's three types of relationships in your life. There's confidants, mm-hmm. there's constituents, mm-hmm. and there's comrades, mm-hmm. right? And your comrades are, they are for you as long as you are against what they are against. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, then the, your, there are your constituents, which are for you as long as you are for what they are for. Mm-hmm. And then you have your confidants who are for you. Period. period. Right. Regardless of whatever comes. Yes. And yeah. that's like what I was talking about. My 20 year long mentor, right? Yeah. He is one of my confidants. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we have lived in, in the 20 years I've known him, we have lived in separate States three times. Mm-hmm. Um, I have worked with him multiple times and I've worked not with him multiple times, mm-hmm. um, through that 20 years, mm-hmm. every single different life transition or this, that, or the other, he has always been for me. Yeah. Right. And that's how, you know, you have a very, very unique relationship. Um, but then you just have to be honest with yourself and really evaluate. Cause sometimes, um, and a good example is um, the people that we were, lots of people we were friends with when we lived in Idaho, right? Um, we still ha- maintain some contact with a few of them, mm-hmm. but some of them haven't heard, for, you know, they, some of them I found out don't even know we moved, uh, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, but those are people, right? And God bless them. I love you guys if you're listening. Yeah. And if you're listening, weird, cool. Um, but <laughs> like they were, f- they were constituents. They were for us as long as we were for what they were for, mm-hmm. meaning we were for the church we were at going together. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. They, and as long as you're there, we're for you because yeah. you're for what we're for. Right. Um, and it, there's the difference between comrades, constituents and confidants. It's not bad. Yeah. They're it still all friends. It is what it is. Yes. And you will save yourself a lot of emotional energy if you can just... Co- it is what it is. Yeah. It just is what it is. Yeah. And it's, it's not bad on you, bad on them, nothing. It just, it just is. You look to Jesus as, as our example, right? And he had 12. Yeah. Had 12, I would call confidants. Mm-hmm. Now he was discipling them. Yes. They were his disciples, right? Yeah. So there was that dynamic going on, but in light of a grander kind of take, you know, Jesus had other friends, uh-huh. right? That weren't the 12. Yep. Right. He had other friends and, and some of them were confidants. Some of them were comrades. Some of their, yep. I mean, it's it, that that's a good, I think that's a healthy way, but, but what's healthy is you're recognizing the difference between mm-hmm. them. Because like you say, if you're trying to invest in a comrade in a way that really it's, it's really more of a confidant version of, of how you're engaging with them. Yep. That's, that's going to end in heartache. Oh yeah. Right. Absolutely. If you're trying, if you're thinking you've found your confidant and really all they're kind of viewing this relationship is that uh comrade aspect. Yep. That's, that's not going to go well. Yep. That's not going to end well. Yes. Right. And it's unfortunate, but I think being aware of those different scenarios and different relationships, I think that's huge. And yep. I remember when you share that with me and, uh, you know, that, that definitely had an impact on my life where I was at that time. So yep. it's, it's helpful to have that lens yep. to be able to look at things through. Cause while we want every, you know, I think, I think our heart is, we want to be deep and confident with anybody we yep. come in contact with and invest time into with and, 
and what have you. And, and the reality is, is that's not always going to be the case. No. Right? Nope. We live in a fallen world. Everybody's got their stuff that they're wrestling with, working yep. through. And man, if you can help be a part of someone's life for a season at least, yep. that and that blesses them, you know, and, and whether you get some return on it or not, yep. I mean, God bless God bless them. And, you know, hopefully, you know, God can use you in that season and, and you can learn in that season as well uh, and, and uh, come away with some more experience that helps build who you are yeah. and you you leave the things that aren't worth picking up and yep. grab the things that are that are priceless and keep keep marching forward and figuring yeah. it out and the easiest way to figure out by the way if you have a confidant constituent or comrade is watch what people do when you go through life transitions mm. that's when you'll know mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. um, you'll figure out you'll figure out the difference between a comrade and constituent in short-term life transitions mm. and then you will find the con, uh, the confidants when you have stacked like a dozen life transitions back to back to back to back over over years sure right the people that have stuck by you and have always been there over all those life transitions those are probably some of your confidants mm. and then you can watch the comrades and constituents come and go as you go through different transitions sure so and you could even think back maybe you could think back and think of you've made six life transitions over the past decade mm-hmm. and there's this one or two friends that have kind of stuck by your side the whole time yeah um you should probably invest in those relationships. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Be good. Um, good. Now real quick, before we, before we end, um, the biggest enemy to all of this, the biggest enemy, um, we were talking about it before is pride. Mm. Like your pride will keep you from building brotherhood and community. And just like the, the guy that I mentioned that reached out and was like, Hey dude, I need help with my marriage. Right. Our relationship will become, deeper because of the conversations we're going to have, right? Because we've had proximity and frequency mm-hmm. and now we're about to get into the transparency. Yep. Right. It's going to get deeper. Yep. Um, but he could have short circuited the process by allowing pride to be injected into that relationship. Pride will always keep you from building something like this, either because you're sitting there now 55 minutes into a uh, a podcast and you're still thinking, I don't need this. Or you're thinking I'm not the type of person that can build this. And that I would even say is prideful because you're thinking that the Lord did not know what he was doing when he made you the way that he made you. Right. And that somehow, you know, better than him. Yeah. How prideful. Yeah. Right. Pride will keep you from building this type of thing Mm -hmm. because pride will keep your walls up. Pride will keep distance. And it will ultimately just cause you to continue to isolate yourself. Yeah. And so if pride needs to die in you, you need to stick a gun to its head and kill it. Yeah. If you think that you can't ask for help because you're worried about what people will think because you're supposed to be the one that has it all figured out, mm-hmm. that ultimately is pride. hundred percent. And you've got to be able to humble yourself enough to recognize the need for help is in everyone. Yeah including you, you are not exempt from the need for help. Yep. Right. No one is. Yep. I don't care who you are. You know, even Jesus cried out, Lord, take this from me. Mm -hmm. Right. Like he knew what he was coming (laughs) into. There's any way God. Yeah. Please. If there's any way possible, you know, if not, you know, let your will be done. I mean, talk about a man's man who's, who's got it figured out, right? Like I'm going to ask for help, but I'm also going to bear the weight if I have to, but you know, that was, that was ordained before, before the earth. But so anyways, I think for us to recognize that we need help is, is first and foremost, uh, crucial, but then not to be too prideful mm-hmm. to ask for it. Right. I think yeah. there's, a, there's an element of fear there, but I think that fear is ultimately 
resides in your pride. 100%. That you're supposed to have it figured out. Yep. I'm supposed to know this by now. Yeah. So, you know, as Says if who? that's exactly as if that's yeah. there's some prescriptive thing that we're all supposed to be following. Like this world would look a lot different if that was actually the case, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what rule book you're reading, but yeah. I, I, I haven't seen yeah. that one. You know, Bible's filled with grace, right? And I think that's what we've got to remember is like God's grace is sufficient. Yep. Right. So if you need help, there's not this condemnation that's going to come down. There's yeah. going to be grace. Yep. Right. Absolutely. And that friend who truly cares for you, truly has your best interest in mind. It's not going to judge you. Yeah. He's not going to think less of you. Yep. He's going to actually, just as you did, commend you for recognizing that you need help. And yep. then taking the bold step of first killing your pride yeah. before it killed you. Cause that's what it'll end up doing. Oh, absolutely. Right. Pride will destroy you. Yep. So, you were bold enough and courageous enough to reach out, right? And put yourself out there. And so that friend's going to be like, heck yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. Yep. Yeah, man. Hey, I don't have it all figured out either. Let's go, <laughs> let's go figure it out together. Welcome to the club. Let's open up the book and see what it says. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's the reality. Now, if you got some gurus like, oh, you know, I'll give you three steps and it'll be perfect. Yeah. Uh, you might be, you might want to shy away from that one. Right. Yeah. But if you've got someone who's humble himself, mm -hmm. goes, yeah, man, I've been working on this too. Yep. And here's what the Lord's shown me. Yep. You know, here's what the Bible says about this. You know, man, that this is, this is so amazing how God's brought us together to really work on this. Cause this has been on my heart as well. Like yeah. that, that, and, and that's just confirms, right? Like, oh, okay. Yep. God, God ordained this. Yep. Let's. You know, and that that's where that security starts to set in, right? Mm -hmm. You took that scary step. Now it's like, oh, okay, cool. Here we are. We're able to engage and you know, there's there's trust here being further built yeah. and enabling those conversations to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. I think it's powerful. So at the end of the day, you guys, um, if you do not have brotherhood and community, you need to get your butt on that and build it. Um, a great place if you need help with that. We are in society brotherhood. That's what we build all the time. That's what we call it the brotherhood. Yep. So, but at the end of the day, don't let your pride get in the way and seek it. Otherwise you're just going to be seeking your own destruction. So Indeed. get around it, find it. And I guarantee your life um, will be so much better. Yep. So do the hard work. Yep. All right, guys. Well, until next week, we'll talk to you later. Out. Hey, one thing before you go, if you got any value out of today's episode, we would so appreciate a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast, as well as, hey, take a picture with your phone of you listening, take a screenshot and post it to social media. Go ahead and tag me at Cody Chapman, and you can tag Nick as well at the Nick Milligan. Also, if you want to learn more about the Iron Society, you can head on over to ironsociety.co to learn more. We'll see you next week.